I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Hello, good day to you all. Welcome to Hardcore Listing with me, Christopher Glasson, and my wonderful, handsome, badger-like co-host, Stuart Roy Riffin. How you doing, mate? I'm all right. I am badger-like today, aren't I? I've just, um, the light in the uh, in the within is not good mm. today. I'm not going to lie. I look like ghost-like. And uh, which really accentuates the grey, uh, not in a kind of Clooney esque way, more a Dave Lee oh, Travis way. I think you look way. very handsome. That's all I'm going to say. Cheers, I like mate. you. You spent Cheers, a few mate. quid in the back. Is that real uh, creeping or whatever you've uh, invested in at the back of you? No. Let, let me tell you what that ivy's for. Um, I bought that, and I bought a load of mm. um, uh, plastic flowers and stuff like that for a photograph backdrop for my daughter. <laughs> Uh, and so that's done now. So I had a load of it. So I was just literally throwing it in the whiff in, and uh, and yeah, just threw that stuff up there more than anything uh, at the moment out of the way. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, but well, look, let's not talk about um, my background. Uh, it's a very new background for Christopher yeah, William. Glasson yeah, I mean, today. we're used to seeing like me and my mum's like uh, utility room with uh, ironing boards, and I've, uh, it's barely an upgrade. Barely an upgrade. Um, yeah, today I'm. Re- it's basically just a load of bags for life uh, in uh, in a, a pretty sparsely uh, decorated and um, uh, well, it, it's just bags for life that's in a white it. room. That's the look. That's what I'm going for. My decorations. There. I've just moved to Mar- moved to Margate on Thursday. So hurrah! Um, well, tell me about do. this. I will do. Come on, let's let's um let, let's tell but, me about the move. Look, How was it? Before we get any further, if you've not listened to Hardcore Listing before, we actually don't just talk about decorations we actually talk about top fives um sometimes they're put forward by our listeners sometimes um i like to call them our fans sometimes we have a guest on we do a top five with them we dig deep on that top five uh, and it's been a lot of fun we've been doing it for four years so welcome if it's your first time and welcome back if you're a regular listener um i guess before we go any further shall we have a quick shout out to our sponsors too let's do that Right, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Moto Recall. Yes, it's one of those lifestyle utility apps that every phone should have. It's got the practical, the nostalgia, and the dream. From 18 to 118, there is something for you. It's what you make it. Day-to-day reminders of tax and MOT on your cars you've in your current garage. I 
for one, sometimes been driving around in my car not being MOT because I forgot. So it's a bit of a lifesaver. Absolutely. I mean, never buy a second-hand car without knowing the history. You know, Providence. Moto Recall, make sure you aren't caught out by allowing you to perform a full Providence check on the vehicle. With just the car reg, is there outstanding finance? Has it been in an accident? Is the mileage legit? You'll get the full picture, powered by experience, with a data guarantee. I wish I'd had that in the past. And and with this app as well, you can build your historic garage with photos and data that you can not only look back on for yourself, but you can share it with your mates. You know, every car is a memory. You used to have that cat in the hat car. I'd love to have seen that. I mean, if you don't have an historic garage, like build out your dream garage. You know, what has caught your eye? What are you dreaming of owning? And the best bit is free. Up to 50 cars and provenance checks are pay-as-you-go when you need them. Experian aren't as nice as the Moto Recall team, of course. Download the app for free. Search Moto Recall in your app store. M-O-T-O-R-E-C-A-L-L. Moto Recall in your app store. Uh, hello, this is uh, Chiles, um, Chaz from Love Beer. Uh, and, and I'm here to tell you about why I sponsor uh, Hardcore Listening and what, what love-beer.co.uk does. Uh, I am a fully certified by the British Beer and Pubs Association for bar installation with a focus on home and office bars. I have loads of home bar clients who have really enjoyed the service during lockdown as well as corporate office clients like Facebook and HelloFresh. I offer a complete solution from installing the bar equipment right the way through to keg supply. I also offer regular maintenance packages for those who want a bar without all the hassle. Hello, this is Charles also from Love Beer. I just want to also let you know I'm fully licensed to sell kegs. We can supply loads of different products from mainstream beers and ciders right through to trendy craft beers and even Prosecco kegs, all delivered to your bar by a certified technician. Also, why I'm here, have I mentioned the Land Rover Beeries 3, which is a 45-year-old XMOD Land Rover Series 3 that we have done a complete restoration on during lockdown. The 3 Beeries 3 is a custom-built, high-performance bar hidden in the back of a Land Rover. The bar we have installed is capable of doing upwards of 500 pints per hour. We're about four to five weeks off having it all back together and ready to show it off. And I'll be launching an Instagram for it this week. Nice one, Charles. Nice one. Hello, I want to take a moment to shout out one of our wicked sponsors, eggfried.com. They are a streetwear brand. They produce t-shirts, sweats, hoodies, handmade denims. It's all inspired by hip-hop, punk, choir fashion. It's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, head over to eggfried.com and and have a look on the website because it's not just the design, it's the layout, it's the website. You know, the creative team... Over there, absolutely on point. There's just some some great stuff there. And and not just for adults as well. They've got Small Fried, which is their range of kids' <laughs> clothes. And if you want your kid to just look beyond cool, like head over and check that out. And they've given us a discount code, right, Chris? Yes, Egg Salad. If you type Egg Salad into the discount coupon section, you get yourself a tidy little discount. And when they send out the stuff, it is packaged exquisitely. You get little goodies in there, stickers, and it's all wrapped up beautifully. So check out eggfried.com. Okay, lastly, we want to thank, and certainly not leastly, we want to thank, is leastly a word? 
Oh, no, it's really not. Right, we're going with it. <laughs> we're going with it. So we want to thank Luke Van Boom. Luke Van Boom has a company called Bang Boom Creative. Luke is a, a long-time sponsor of this show and a friend of this show. If you see the pictures of Chris and I on the socials advertising this podcast, them happy snaps were taken uh, by the genius that is Luke Van Boom. I mean, that's just the tip of, of, of what he does. Chris, do you want to explain a little bit more about what Bang Boom Creative does? Yes, it's all about fresh interview production. So they're all about content with a heart and soul, making films of all kinds, shooting dynamic photographs and putting smiles on faces. They're passionate storytellers working with a diverse range of brands of all sizes. You know, their work includes short film, viral video, animation, hidden camera stunts, product demos, live action, 360 imaging and music promo. And they've worked with a ton of companies as well. Universal, uh, BBC Children in Need, even the Mayor of London, Katie Piper, the NHS, the Dogs Trust. They've, they've worked with a lot of companies. It's, it consistently blows my mind, you know, the stuff that you've just said there. Why does he have anything to do with us plums? Stop talking him out of it. Right. <laughs> Gosh, there they are. What lovely sponsors they are. Um, long-time sponsors as well. So, um, yeah, thanks loads, uh, you uh, ruddy, bloody, lovely people. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you, you've, you've been a bit here, there mm. and everywhere recently, haven't you? Obviously, you've had to kind of jet back to, to Baz, where you've, you know, where you've got your house, and also, obviously, to, to, yeah. to keep an eye and, and, and look after your mum. And then, obviously, you've been... Um living back in London at Molly's yeah. and all over the place. So oh, does it feel it nice is. to kind of get somewhere that's home yeah. there? It's a bit weird to know that we've just bought this house. Like you stay in there first night and you're like, you're like, oh, we own this. Um, and the other thing was like the move went like absolutely like clockwork. Everything, like the movers, picking up the keys, no real traffic, did it all on time. But what we've realised is, the house needs way more decorating than I thought. I literally thought that because of all the stuff that was in here when we came and looked at it, and it was it's all a bit mad buying a property at the moment. People are snapping them up, so you've got especially in Margate. Actually, yeah, you have to make a decision quite quickly, and we had to do a closed bid offer, which was all very stressful. And and um, we thought it was a couple of licks of paint and redo the bathroom, but actually every room, like now that there's nothing in here, like every room, like the rads have got to come off. The skirts have probably all got to come off. The walls have all got to be repaired. The electrics have got to be redone. All of a sudden, my life is going to be... Do you know... Do you remember Miserable. back when I was doing my flat? Which took... Oh, yeah. Um, what, um, when you were doing that for... Was it for three the years, The only difference it? now is I've got a... <laughs> you, you say flat, it was just the kitchen. No, I did the kitchen. I just tiled the kitchen. the kitchen and bathroom. And I actually did the other rooms as well, to be fair. Um, but the right. difference now is I've got someone cracking the whip. <laughs> so... So yeah. like, I've got a girlfriend who's just going to be like you know unhappy until it's done. And that's what that's what every man mm. wants, you know. And that's that's the inspiration we need. Um, but I'll probably Absolutely. I might get some assistance as well. I might pay for some decorators, but they're all sort of blocked out. Yeah, they're blocked sure. out for the next six weeks, so it's kind of difficult, you know. So there we go. But it's very exciting, and we went for a swim first thing this morning. Oh, oh well, dude, lovely. it was beautiful. Like the weather. So can you walk to the we beach? We can. From it yours? was. A t- it would have been a ten-minute walk, but because um, we hadn't we haven't done the walk yet, we do think it's only ten minutes. Um, and we wanted to go. We wanted to go to a slightly different tidal pool. So there's one that's ten minutes away, and there's one that to walk would be about forty minutes, but is still like a literally seven-minute drive. So we drove yeah. there, and uh, it was just absolutely beautiful. What a way to start your morning! I can't believe it. We were so happy. Like we were both a little. 
Yeah, like um, I haven't done it for a while. Molly was a little bit more panicky than me, thinking it was going to be freezing. But she got in like an absolute trooper, um, had a swim back here. Just felt amazing, man. So, yeah, can't. Very happy about that. And it's Pride at Margate today. So uh, I think we're going to go and go to Dream, maybe go to Dreamland. We haven't decided because of COVID and stuff like that. Um, mm. But yeah, we, we, we're probably going to go and sample that tonight. So yeah, looking forward to it, mate. And oh, yeah, exciting, man. Yeah. Man. Um, I heard you, you've not had such a, but you've had a bit of chaos the last few days. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm in quarantine at the moment. Uh, not me, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 it, it, yeah, it's in the house, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. To be honest, I don't really want to talk about it because it's all okay. I spoke about for the last two days, and it's just boring. And everybody else has kind of lived mm-hmm. through it, haven't they, and got through it. And it's just a case of more than anything, it's just a bit mm. boring, isn't it? Like not being able to go out. You, you get lockdown over, and then all of a sudden you, you can't go out your ass for another yeah. whatever it is Thursday, I think. So uh, yeah, but it's all right. You know, I'm gonna do some radio shows and. Watch some films. I'm to be honest, mate. Like I ain't really been out for the last sixteen months anyway, <laughs> yeah. and uh, so it's all just done over Zoom now. So it ain't really no great shakes for me. But you know, it's just things like wanting to go around the shop and uh, and buy a selection of crisps. Desperate. But do you know what? that was actually the first thing that went through <laughs> my mind. I was like, fucking hell, how are we doing for crisps? Don't <laughs> <laughs> uh... worry about these things, mate. But it doesn't matter because. I have a house full oh, of gadgets. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So today's top five, as Stu has segued into his uh, top five gadgets. Um, mm. Was this was this one of yours or was it a listener? Oh, it was one yeah, of yours. And yeah. what was inspired by that? Was you using anything this this first thing this morning in bed? Yeah, I had a, um, a, a vaginal simulator that I was uh, working up and down my stem this morning. And I just thought, this is amazing. Cool flashlights, mate. Okay. We all, yeah. All right. Don't oh, okay. act like you don't Sorry. know. All right, you've got all cool now. You live in Margate with these jazzy words. Just you just don't know. You just don't know who's going first. <laughs> um, Vibrator. Yeah, you can. Because uh, on the drive to the beach this morning, I was like, uh, top five gadgets. I literally hadn't even finished the word gadget before Molly said vibrator. <laughs> it's like. I don't know if that's just like her acknowledging the genius of the vibrator or her thoroughly disappointed in the performance t- of your I part tell one you what, clock. right now, like, you know, moving for the last two days and the thought we thought, oh yeah, you know, we're getting the house and we're christening it and like the very yeah, first mate. night she sort of like like just jumped on top of me and I was like, Babe, I'm I'm really sorry. <laughs> I just don't think I just don't And you wonder why the first words out of her mouth Oh I wasn't breaker. surprised. I'm going to go and buy her a magic wand today. They, they're like the, the good, the cool ones. But, you know, my era was a rampant rabbit, you know, and I've had many a time when I've been, I've, I told you about the time, the first time I uh, went on a date with a girl and then it, things spiralled and we ended back at hers and, and I was sort of like, uh, you know, on top in uh, what we, I believe is called the missionary position. Uh, and right. uh, as I reach, you know, get a bit more purchase, get a bit more drive into it, I, you know, classic get my hand on the end, end of the mattress to sort of like you know and as i slipped my hand under her pillow just grabbed onto a vibrator <laughs> and i just thought i wasn't going to bring it up i didn't want to you know spoil the mood or i didn't know what her sense of humor was like so i kind of just like just mm. rolled it with both hands to one side and, ca- and, ca- and, ca- and carried on um 
you got you know I think it's a great shout what a, what a wonderful aid for women a vibrator eh what what um you know because you know most most of the time they say a lot of time women don't come from just normal penetrative sex it's not that you know men tend to <laughs> men tend to be focused on their end so thank God for vibrators but um they kind of put in a shame to us all that's why I've uh, when I'm going in for my uh, circumcision I'm getting a couple of batteries installed. Yeah, I'm oh, getting a couple really? of batteries installed and a button, and then my dick will just vibrate. Yeah, wow. I know. Technology, eh? Gadgets. Rampant redshift. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know some porn stars, some male porn stars in America have, um, like, uh, air pumps in their dick? Oh, no, I'm no, not even don't. joking. Uh, do you know what? I, I, I'm not going to question you because I know of all the guesswork and all the bollocks that you've said over the years, I know that is the sort of thing that would take up two yeah. hours of your life watching yeah. YouTube yeah, videos yeah, yeah. on I that. I just watched an interview with a porn star once and that's what they said. said some of these guys these days have these yeah. sort of like... Got to be true. Yeah, exactly. Got to be true, mate. Someone said it online. I can't imagine there can be much sensation if you've literally got a fucking lilo for a I dinkle. Mean, at what point, you know, when you're pumping your dick up, do you think this isn't how I imagine being a porn star? I mean, is it like a like a, a tiny little kind of like, a, like the, the little sort of squeezy pump they use when they do your blood pressure? Is it one like that, um, or or do you or do you take it down to like SO and just and, and, and like you know when you're doing your tires, just <laughs> do, do yeah, your yeah. at the same time? <laughs> I'm typing into Google "dick pump for porn stars." That kind of um, penal pumps when you. Well, I imagine there's pumps that you put over your knob you and imagine. pump it. And, uh, well, no, I know there are. And, like, and that are meant to kind of enlarge yeah. it. Oh, my God. That is so much bullshit. I've just found myself on the weird side of the internet. It's a penis enlarger and it's like a fucking rack, <laughs> a torture rack for your dick. Oh, that's fucking. That's insane. No one needs that gadget no, in their life. Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. Um,. Just want to talk about the anxiety around um, if you've put your twenty pence mm. coin in the uh, water and air at, at the petrol station. It's literally like it, it, it's like a game show, isn't it? You've got because no one takes the four dust caps off before they oh, put the air in the tyres. You yeah. do them as you go, and the yeah. panic that you might quite, not quite get all get, four tyres done. Around. Yeah, and like oh, the anxiety. Let alone you know at the end having to. You know, put twenty one psi in in your Corey. That's like you need that for your dick. A guy killed himself yeah. once putting a, one of those pumps up their bum. Walked into a garage and uh, literally killed himself by. Uh, that no that's, that's, no it's um, no, folklore no 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 that's on the uh, that's in the uh, what's it called the Darwin Awards. Someone won it one year. Someone oh, really? won it one year because they got uh, I think you're Korean really got into putting uh, their bike pump up their butthole, getting the thrill of air through their uh, guts, and then uh, thought, I'm going to go one better. And, uh, yeah, it was too much for his bum. Kapow! Exploded. So, I mean, that's the great thing about gadgets. Uh, are you a gadget man? Would you say you're a gadget man? Nah. I'm not, my brother is such nah. a gadget man. I had to go out of right old rigmarole the other day having to go and do a favour for my brother at his house. But when he was out... 
Um, he had a PS5 there, obviously had a game on that. And his house is just full of just wondrous gadgets everywhere. He's always been, you know, that's how he spends his money on technology and gadgets. And his just house is like fucking tomorrow's world, mate. But I think we're more practical. We're more practical. We're more rugged men, aren't we? I'm a fi- the fisherman and the badger. Uh, yeah. Okay. In fact, would that be what we'd be called if <laughs> yeah. we fought crime? <laughs> yeah. I just stink a crab. <laughs> this could be a job for the fisherman <laughs> and the badger. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What's your number five, bro? Uh, Breville. Oh. oh, that is brilliant. Like a Breville. Um, mm. uh, I mean, for the younger listeners, um, I believe uh, Breville, uh, like Tannoy, is a brand name. Um, uh, a, a Breville is a, a sandwich maker. I guess a lot of po- people probably use the George Foreman yeah, lean man grilling machine for yeah, a no, similar. That's for meat. That's for meat. Yeah, even right. You don't go. I guess. I guess like, you could no, toast do a toasty in that, can you? Yeah. Of course you can. I've right. done it. Oh, oh, I've done it. I bet you have. Like, but it doesn't seal the edges no. like the Breville does, and, and and put it into a couple of little triangles. Um, I think I've mentioned before. In the 90s, I made a a health and safety video um, (laughs) about the dangers from uh, a a baked bean breville. Um, It's just fucking sinister. It's worse than McDonald's apple pie. Absolutely is. Invented the interbreville cooling system, which involves basically nipping the two corners off, blowing cold air in, and obviously the warm air then leaves, and it cools the breville internally. You got a Nobel Prize for that, um, Yes, yes, I did. Because yeah. someone else was um, up for it for removing landmines, but I think actually your one came in before it, didn't it? You know, yeah. absolutely. I, I, I'm sure you know the the, the 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 you know the burns that people experience from from mm. landmines is probably very similar to that of people that are you know getting involved mm. in Breville incidents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, it is it is hot molten lava. Absolutely, mate. Oh, Breville, they are beautiful. You know. As we did. What's your what's your, your go to Breville? 
Um, well, it would have been cheese. Like, I'm not going to fuck around. Like, if it, as long as I got cheese in that, I really everything else is superfluous. Like, it's a nice to have. You could stick a bit of marmite yeah. in there, baked bean, bit of ham. But you know, right? So again, right? Listen, listen, mate. You're steaming him without thinking, right? This is that, right? This is why you need me in your life, right? You're going to get hurt, mate. Right. Right. You're going right. to get hurt, like because I know what'll happen. You'll come in, like. You know, you've had a couple of fucking artisan beers yeah. in Margate and you're like, right, let's have a fucking tofu uh, and, and fucking ham um, uh, uh, breville. What happens is the cheese and the bre- and the ham heats mm. up, right? You take a bite and unless you make one seriously clean bite and you have got to have yeah. carbon teeth yeah, to get yeah, through yeah. that, right? You're going to... You're pulling the whole fucking slice of ham out, and it's literally <laughs> going to fucking it's going to destroy your chin. I've got protection yeah. now for that, but yeah, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not good, mate. It's not good. Like you know, and I, I think I'll probably put it at number five because as much as it it's is dangerous. one of the best, it comes with yeah. it's dangerous. Yeah. You know, it, you know, it, it's something reward. you shouldn't be messed with. Yeah, you need like the fireworks code. You know, I think with a, with a, when you buy a Breville, mm. something that like. There weren't enough adverts on the telly warning no. people of the dangers of a do, Breville. So how do you and, do? What uh, do you got to do? Do you, do you think like you got to dice dice up the dice the ham because that way it's better, I guess. Dice the ham because then you can't pull a load out at once. And probably same thing. Grate the cheese, and it'll probably. I know it'll all melt together, but maybe maybe it still will be a little bit more dispersed than if it was like. I never did any of this. I never did any of this. I just lay. Three words, mate. Three words. To, not enough time. Knife, knife and fork. Ooh, yeah, knife and fork. It's a maverick strike, I know, because it's a toasty. You just want to pick no, it up and go. But like I say, it, it, the, the cons yeah, outweigh the pros. So, I like, I'm know. a knife and fork yeah. man these days. I eat a burger yeah, with a knife same. and fork. Pizza, I'll eat you with a knife and fork. Don't care. Yeah. Mark Irvine used to do it. Shout out to Mark Irvine. And um, I used to just be like, you fucking loser. And now I realise, mm. now I realise he was right all along. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, solidarity, brother. It. Number um, four, Christopher. I'm gonna go with the. I've only ever used one um, a couple of times, but um, drones are like seeing into the future. If you, if you, if one of your mate, like so one of my mates, was a cameraman for like BBC and Sky, and he would do Portrait Artist of the Year, and he bought like one of these like four grand DJI drones and we it is like staring into the future when you see that thing start hovering because it's not like you know these shitty ones you get from the gadget shop that um you know barely take off and sort of like you end up slamming them into the walls and if you've ever had like someone at a Chris, christmas presents got one you know got one of these cheap ones and they've flown it around the, the lounge and within minutes they've snapped the propellers off and these super expensive ones you, you know that the first one we got uh, I got for the kids. I went, look, give us it here. Give us it here. Let me show you how to do it. And then I put it on my neighbour's roof and I never saw it again. <laughs> Christmas Day. Oh, God. When you've got it, and also they've got cameras on, it's insane, like, what you can, you know, how you can fly them, you know, right outside kids' windows. <laughs> you know, there are so many new ways to be a, a creep. Um, I think that goes beyond creep, by the way. I'm I'm fully aware of that. Um, but yeah, like so, we got it, and it was weird because when we started flying it, it was in our park in Tufnell Park, and we were flying it in the park, 
And uh, security guards came and said, you can't, you can't fly that round here now. And he's like, why? And they were literally like, because pedos. They're like, you can't have, you know, you can't have people just fly. That was the policy of that park. I don't know if it's a, um, like... A, Pedo-heavy park. I don't know if it's a cross-country policy on drones, because I've seen people flying them even not that long ago. Mm. But they were just like, no, sorry, we, we don't have it, because it's a kid's, it's a kid's park. And you could be filming them and stuff like that. I mean, this camera, I mean, Jesus Christ, if you were going to film anyone, you'd be on this camera. Because the camera was like three grand. The, 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 the drone was three grand and he bought like a camera for like another grand and a half that went on it. And it was like proper like TV quality camera, like um, for drone footage anyway. Oh my God. And we were flying that around. We could fly that up. When we, we went at night one time to fly, we must, we could, we were filming that like the whole of London. We must have been about, I don't know, two hundred meters up in the air, three hundred meters up in the air. It was, it was. How far are you away from the sun at that point? Uh, well, I think at that point we were closer to the sun than we were. Um, you know, it was a bit Icarusy. Yeah. Um, but we, you yeah. know, after a while we started getting a bit stupid with it, and um, you know, one time we took it off in the lounge and it flew straight into my mate's flat screen TV. It snapped one of our propellers. But the rest of the drone was fine because it was built like a fucking tank. You honestly, I'd have felt confident almost l- just leaning on it. It weren't like a flimsy one. This thing was like, was like I don't know, 40, 50 centimetres wide. It was huge. Uh, we, we put a little mark on my mate's TV and one day he was like, where's that come from? And he asked me and Ryan, me and him were like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I feel quite bad about it, but not that bad. Um and no. Brian has told me since when he was doing one shoot for um, um, a company, he ended up flying it into the back of his car, just hitting the fucking back of the car. So how did you do that? And he went, overconfidence, mate. And you can get really overconfident with them. But as I say, in terms of gadgets, and do you know what made drones and all that possible? Um, it'll be my number three. I'll tell you what made all drones possible, the technology of drones, where it comes from. So, what's your number four, mate? Uh, the Black Widow catapult. Oh, sick! Absolutely sick. Like, uh, for those that aren't aware of what they are, um, I got one. Well, my granddad had one, um, which uh, I believe because he used to keep birds, and I believe in quite a grim way he used to just sort of fire. Like, I don't know what, uh, cats that would try and eat his uh, mm. birds. Uh, so I think that was why he bought it. Um, he was a sadist. It, yeah. it was, accept- it was acceptable yeah. in the 80s. Um, but, um, but yeah, and so I, I, it was always in the cupboard under the stairs. And it was like, obviously, everybody's aware of like the kind of Y-shaped catapult uh, that you see in cartoons and stuff like that. This uh, was very similar to that, but it also had a fold-down handle that would like sort of like push against the top of your wrist and so you, you you just had so much purchase on it and it was like it weren't like a bit of elastic it was like rubber mm. tubing uh and it was just amazing and and I was obsessed with it and uh and, and at the time where I lived there was a joke shop uh which ironically you could buy survival knives and catapults in um Incredible. and so I'd go down there and buy you know sort of snap its and and uh, little jokes and like, you know, fake plastic dog turds and also go and buy uh, what was known at the time as a Rambo knife. Um, but yeah, we spoke about yeah. Rambo knives uh, on, on, on this yeah, podcast. Yeah. But it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, needle and thread in case you cut yourself open and you need yeah, to stitch yeah, yourself yeah. up. 
um, all of that stuff. A snare, which I never really knew how to use. Um, but yeah, today's is um, is the catapult, and I used to go over these fields in Tilbury uh, and line up loads of like bottles and cans on this like wall and just fire stones at them and smash the bottles and knock the cans over. Which sort of thing, if I walk past I'd kids doing now, I'd be really yeah, disappointed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, but um, again, it was uh, it was the eighties and it was acceptable, uh, and I bloody loved it. And I, I didn't really get to sort of do it a lot more after and then I had a period of getting into fishing uh, I think when I was about sort of 15, 16 me and my mates would go fishing and then you'd buy a catapult to fire your bait okay. at and uh, and so you'd get like a, a handful of sweet corn or maggots and, and kind of f- like fling it out near where your float was to kind of you know bring the fish in I haven't got the attention, oh, you'd be good at fishing right but I haven't got the attention span for it, I- I'm like I'm bored after about 10 minutes. I like, I want all the gear. I oh, think the yeah. gear looks good. Yeah, I like setting it yeah. all up. But then like, I'm like, well, this is boring, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, and unless like, I'm catching fish you all could podcast. the time. You could record about four podcasts. Think how convenient that would be. That's the best sport for you. You yeah, could do yeah. about four podcasts in that time. That's a really good point. It's a really good point. There must be, there must be some fishing podcasts that they record when they go yeah. fishing. Uh, I can't imagine it would be that. Exciting! You got, you got, oh, we're in. What's that? Right. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just. No, I'm just saying. When yeah, the float yeah. goes, you know. I but, think you could juice um, it up fishing with porn stars. You know, look at that. Just then yeah. diagrammed that yeah. and the rampant rabbit chat earlier. Um, I, the problem with me and fi- I've never been fishing. The only thing I've ever done in Vietnam was, um, you know, we 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 were um. On holiday, you, you, you wasn't uh, uh, in the I Marine Corps, was you? That, I'm afraid, mate. But I, I found I, sure. I found I myself on a uh, sleeping over on this overnight boat. It was really wicked, right? Really cool, this boat trip. Amazing, right? And you stay overnight and you go past, I think they're called the Dragon's, the dragon's Spine because all the rocks that come out of the water look like basically like Godzilla. Proper cool. You sleep on a thing I think called a junk boat. But at the night time, we were, they, they said, right, let's, let's catch squid. And they said, there's a certain knack to it and blah, blah, blah. And um, and it's all really, it's about the speed and pace that you f- throw your line in. It's so you hold it, it's handhold line, you throw it in and then you just, it's the speed of pace, you drag the line through the water. A bit like fly I fishing. So. I guess so. I don't know what fly Ooh. fishing is. I ain't going to pretend to, to say that I do. And mm. um, and like if you if you get the knack for it, You'll catch squid. And anyway, like my, my current missus at the time and everyone on this boat was, was fucking coming up sucking their thumb. And then uh, they gave me one and then, boom, caught one pretty quickly. And everyone was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in all the excitement of it, and someone got it off the hook and all that and then, you know, threw it back. In all the excitement, people were like, oh, do, do it again, do it again. And I did it like three times in a row pretty quickly and after the second time, because I saw him unhook it, that's when the guilt sort of set in. I was just catching these poor little fucking animals. And then like mm. by the third time, I was like, I'm sorry, they're making me do it. And uh, yeah, so, you know, again, with great power comes great um, responsibility. TM Chris Glasson, 2021. Absolutely. And I would get bored after 10 minutes and then... <laughs> wouldn't be firing bait oh, at, right, at my right. float. I'd be having a little <laughs> wander around and just finding some yeah. stones and then 
seeing how big a splash I could make in the lake, uh, firing up, see how high I could get it to go, seeing like things that were like, you know, just, I I remember, I remember me and my mate, his name was Steve at the time, uh, and I remember saying to him, right, let's put some cans down, because he had one as well, and I was, I was a really good shot with a catapult. I spent a lot of time doing it, and I was quite a good shot, Uh, and so I'd always hit these cans, and, then I went, go and stand that <laughs> one up, Steve. He was like, yeah, well, no worries. And as he went, leant over to stand it up, I thought I'd be really clever and knock it out of his hand. And I fired it, and it hit the ground just before the can and bounced up and hit him clean on the forehead. And it was like a quite a hefty sort of round stone. It put him on his arse. Um, yeah, I didn't go fishing with Steve. That's it. I don't think I really ever sort of had much to do with Steve <laughs> after that, full stop. <laughs> Clarify he's alive. He didn't roll uh, him into the. But, <laughs> he didn't roll him into the pond, did you? Just <laughs> and that was the last I saw of Steve. I think he's all right. I imagine he swam out. I, yeah, I, I got him from uh, fishing that day. My mum and dad were like, "Why are you naked?" Oh, no, just all my clothes just caught fire. I don't know. I don't know why. Where's Who? Steve? Never mind. No, I went out with um, Rory. Right. Yeah, I, I've only ever used the catapult like <coughs> I think once or twice. I wouldn't say I'm proficient in mm. it in any way. Can't remember being any good. Yeah. And uh, but one night was Halloween, and someone had a black widow, and they had uh, they were like nut and bolt. They had a bolt, like just a metal bolt, and they were like, um, oh no, the nut, sorry. And they were like, look at that fucking bus shelter, and it was quite far away. The bus shelter is right right across the road, and and then some, and f- fired it. And back in the day when I don't know if many bus shelters are still glass, I guess they are, and the thing shattered, and. God, we never ran so like it was quite cool, and we ran, and it was like all exciting, and that's the kind of thing that you know from like twenty five onwards. Whenever I saw a shattered bus show, I'd be like, "Fucking bastards!" Yeah. Um, PC Leon McLeod, uh, obviously it's you know where Chris lives. Uh, never happened. Like, oh, look at that! You're getting all clever now. You've moved, and Leon don't know where you live, so you can't get arrested. Um. My number three. I okay. I'm not gonna three. lie. This is less cool th- than yours. Um, it's the it's the smartphone. Um, I, mainly because Google Maps, because I I was famously known for having no sense of direction, and I and I still really don't have a sense of direction. But I can read a map, and God, if if you can show me where I'm on the map and it updates it, that changed my whole existence. From in going out and navigating and driving anywhere, my life just changed overnight because I could actually fucking navigate like effectively. And smartphones are just insane. I mean, obviously, I think they're dangerous. I think you know we haven't learned how to live successfully with them yet and uh, I, I get the right balance. And uh, I hope moving to Margate, I, I'm going to get more of the balance now. Early to bed, early to rise, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but they are insane technology. Like I was, I was on the phone to someone the other day, and we were on a, we were driving somewhere, and I let you know I wasn't driving at the time, and um, and I just thought, how mad is it that you can speak to someone? This is just the normal mobile phone, and you're constantly moving, and you're still in contact with them. Like, how does a radio signal? How does that? How does that work? I still even can't. I still can't get my tiny little head around how that that signal finds your phone, really. 
Um, blows my tiny little mind, mate. And, and going back to drones, a lot of drone technology, once what, the technology that went into smartphones in figuring out location and position, like, you know, whether it's up and down, how far away it is off the ground and all that, in, that, is, that, that technology was what pushed drones into being uh, domesticated and having the have been as as widely used as they are now wonderful for bombing people as well i hear um which is fucking scary like all technology it gets turned that way uh, quite quickly or indeed it was invented for that in the first place um so yeah there's a, there's a scary side to technology obviously but uh camp smartphones mate fucking shit up uh, do you know what i think get rid of smartphones right um we 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 use up so much, you know, recycling, mm. you know, we're, we're learning how to do mm. that better. For me, I think if we washed out the cans, you know, spent a bit of money on some string, mm. a long string, mm. you know, mm. we wouldn't need to be, you know, having our lives followed about on, on yeah. the socials, you know, all these all these adverts that are coming up, it's like... The only advert you get is going to be whether it's beans, soup, sweet corn, whatever your can is. Do you know what I mean? If companies want to take advantage of that and brand on the can, I think that's fine. You know, I love the fact of simple communication. Two cans, piece of string. Another one, hotel room. You hear the couple next door having a bit of fun. Glass on the wall. These things ain't broken. They didn't need fixing. But someone thought, do you know what? Let's cash in. Let's cash in. Let's, you know, let's get these two cans. Let's make them smaller. Let's pop them in your pocket. You know, we put a map on there. It's like, you don't need a map on there. Buy a map. Yeah, you're right, mate. Buy a map. And you're talking about moving along, talking, and you don't know how that happens. It's simple, mate. When I used to go running with my mate, we'd Mm. be running, and we'd always have Mm. a chat. And I was never, like, blown away by the technology of that. It was just, it's just day-to-day living, mate. Terry the caveman didn't need it. And he invented it. He invented both of them. Of course he didn't. Exactly. Fred Flintstone, right? Did he ever text Wilma? No, No, right? And so what happened if, for instance, I don't know, she locked him out and he gets in? Does he he jump on his mobile and ring her? No, No, he doesn't. Old school. Screams Wilma at the top of his voice. But, like, if he could have texted her uh, before leaving from work, he might not have found her in bed with that stegosaurus. Fair enough. Swings around about. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Swings and roundabouts. What's your number three? Soda spring. Yeah, brilliant. Um, um, Most of yours are related to food. you, You taking this one? You taking this one again? Sorry. I've noticed the last <laughs> couple of episodes now, the minute I say mine, you just chime straight in so and own sorry. it. <laughs> I really have. I'm sorry. Come on. Um, I fucking... I've never had a soda stream, Chris. 
I've never oh, had one. We didn't have enough money. Um, no, naughty boy. Naughty boy. Um, we did have a Breville. I don't even know if it was an actual... I think at the time, Breville's were just Breville's. There wasn't any other brand. We did have one of them. Um, and there's another one that we didn't have that's mm. on my list. But um, uh, was you about to say that all of mine are from the 80s? That and most of them are food-related. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Correct. Um, uh, yeah, the Soda Stream. I just... I love a fizzy drink, me. Um, and I'd go around my mates, and if they had a soda stream, I was just, I, I couldn't concentrate on what we was doing. We was probably like playing fucking Tank Command or yeah, Crossfire yeah. or something. And like, you know, because I had a couple of mates at my school that like lived in like Allsit, which was like a little bit more posh yeah. than where I lived. And like, and, you know, none of my mates had, like, cool toys or, like, fucking soda streams. And, like, when you went round there and they had a soda stream in the kitchen, they were the sort of people that, like, you know, at birthday parties, they'd have Cadbury's Animals, they'd have a box of them. You know, they wouldn't just be fuck, fucking mate, pulling yeah. out a custard cream. You could, you was, could have mate, as many Cadbury's fingers as you wanted. No no yeah, one was yeah, watching. just, like, That wouldn't happen in my house. You know, there'd have been... So, we, nah, we could have afforded to appoint, like Dave was cheap. Someone would have been appointed just to watch the f- chocolate fingers, make sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I would, if I think if I had them out on a table in the eighties when people were over, I'd have anxiety. I'd be trying to fob them off with a taxi or a club. Give them to everyone like, as they come through the front door. Give them their share. Yeah, or maybe put them in the party <laughs> bags as they leave, yeah. one finger each. Uh, you know, if you like that person a little bit more, sting them another digit. That's um, what my uncle used to say. So, uh, sorry. Go on. <laughs> I'd say I'd never remember, like, if I think back, like with soda streams, that like, I always remember people would just have like either orange aid, Coke, mm. or lemonade. Um, but like. I always remember just thinking like, oh, could you get like a cream yeah, soda one? You could. Like, and stuff like that. And, and yeah, but you, if I remember rightly, you'd sort of add the kind of carbonated uh, gas to it, to, to I, I presume just standard water, uh, and then you'd add your flavour, and then you put it in a little bottle with a little screw top on, and it was like, bingo, there's your soda stream. It's like, fucking get in. I was all over it, mate. I think I've had one, like, uh, soda stream once and it was like uh, an orange aid one at, like, at my mate James's back in the day and it was like oh do you know what I felt like a king yeah. I felt like a king mate it was like I, I don't think anything's ever got better than that no, moment I'm since I'm with you mate I'm with you my mate had one and his mum was French and yeah Fuck and that meant hell. that meant they just didn't get regular sort of flavours they had cream soda yeah. they had cola we never even bothered yeah. with cola because they also had Vimto. Yeah. And oh, I'm mate. telling you, mate, it was like, I didn't really get, they didn't really let me make it. That was the only disappointment. Jamie sort of like tended to hog making it a little bit. But yeah. I'll be honest with you, mate, I was happy just having a bit of Vimto, fizzy Vimto, you know, yeah, or fizzy so- uh, cream soda. Honestly, what a fucking, what a time to be alive that was. Nine, probably about oh. 1991. Let, let, let me tell you about a moment, right, that is up there uh, for that. So there, there was um, a little kind of corner shop uh, that I used to sort of go and frequent uh, when I was little. You know, I was mm. allowed down there with like me, me, me twenty p to go and buy some mm. some sweets. Then dropped the soda strap, the uh, the yeah. slush puppy, 
and they were quite pioneering. They had one of the, the first sort of slush puppy machines, uh, and obviously you'd have the little tap that, that the ice had come out, and in front of the machine would be like a rack with like maybe sort of six yeah. flavors, and uh, and I I got on well enough with. Um, uh, the, the guy that runs the show, <laughs> which the more I think about it, the more sinister it sounds. We all called uncle. Did um, you? And <laughs> I think that was my uncle I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and for 16p, you could buy a, a slush puppy. But if you gave uncle 20p, you could have a slush puppy, but you could um, do it yourself and add whatever flavors you wanted. So you could do a mixture of flavors. That, my yeah, friend, he's is living. fucking living. He's living, but also it's probably like, it's a bit like Five Guys Burger Place. Because you can add the toppings you want and it's quite expensive, you sort of like normally overdo it. And sometimes yeah, oh, simplicity is the key. Like you can mix, you can mix yeah. too many flavours. Yeah, but you get overexcited. You'd still do that. You wouldn't be able to help yourself. You'd, you'd go one of each. I know you'd get overexcited straight away. And I did, and that's why, you know, um, I didn't have any teeth by the time I got to 14. <laughs> but that was, uh, that was at uncle's request as well. So, <laughs> so, so my, my number two, my number two, um, uh, all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with this one. I'm going to go with my Sony mini disc. Now, now oh. like, I could have chose my Aowa Walkman, but the Sony mini disc, as much as that hour Walkman, I loved it. I coveted the fact it was barely bigger than the cassette tape. Right. Well, my two's oh, a Walkman as well. So let's, let's, let's discuss so, this together. You know, then. My original Walkman was big and fat and chunky. I'll leave that to you. Right. And, and then I had the slim lined hour one, which was incredible. Like the, the feeling of that technology in my, my hands, but my Sony mini disc was just like an upgrade. It was because you could skip tracks and it wouldn't wobble like a CD. I never got a CD, man. I was just like, straight away, that looks fucking retarded. A CD, man? Did Discman. you mean a Discman? Sorry, sorry, bro. Oh, right, sorry, CD, CD man. man. Sorry. Um, <laughs> a Discman. It, it never made sense <laughs> to me. And also, you got to remember, I was an active, dynamic guy, you know, so oh, okay. I couldn't, you know, I was, I was, I was run. I used to, I was running everywhere, jumping over fences. I hadn't got tight. A discman mm. was did not suit my lifestyle. I figured to uh, keep my able Walkman because discman just didn't make sense to me. And um, but then when the mini disc came out and it was the reef advert, and I was like, oh my god, that's the fucking goddamn future. You were away, away. you were away. And he dropped <laughs> a disc on the floor, and it was all right because it weren't a fucking gigantic yeah. plate of a CD. Yeah, and I was like, "Wow, it's amazing!" And then, like, um, my first year of uni, it was around that time, or maybe I was at college still, probably at college. And um, I, I went and did. I started doing a night shift at Argos. First night shift I ever did. Didn't mind the work. Simple labour, loading up these trolleys that then got moved onto trucks. I've sort of told this story before, so sorry for repeating this. I fucking love labour as a job. Like, of an, uh, like I, I kind of like that simplicity of doing it. And you'd go around all the different aisles. Just to clarify, anyone that does manual labour are simpletons, right? Is no, that what you're saying? I, si- I, I think I like oh. hard, I like a nice bit of hard labour where it's like it's not filled with complexity of what I had to have to do. Right. By okay. the way, labouring a skilled is a skilled trade, right? Like if you're trying, like, like yeah, you know, okay. I, I think that's a skilled trade. What I would. Why are you shaking your head? <laughs> Why am I saying lovely tits that he's doing to me the other day? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, I love that. 
I really like that. For example, I really yeah. quite enjoyed working on a checkout in Asda. I, I yeah. quite enjoyed that. Um, and um, yeah, and and so, but one, they always had the 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 the, the stuff. Like there was a crate, there was a like a like a trolley, and it was filled with stuff. And it was like, do not touch. And it was, and I was like, what's going on there? Because the boxes are big. And I, oh, that's all going in the crusher. And I was just thinking, that's insane. And then one day working, I saw like on the Monday night, I saw a Sony <clears> mini disc, like the top model. And back then it was probably worth, I think it was like 193 pound or something like that. Like that's serious money back in like, like 1999. I was like, mm. I, that's the equivalent for younger, younger listeners. That's probably about what? Half a million. <laughs> yeah. Pounds yeah. In, in, yeah. In, in, yeah. In new exactly. money. I could probably mm. get a, a dick shaped rocket launched into space for that now. And I was just like, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't accept that that was getting crushed. I couldn't accept it. Mm. And it was yeah. like, and so I literally, the next night, because cause I knew how long it normally took for them to get rid of these um, these trolleys, I was like, I'm going to plan, yeah. I'm going to plan this tonight and then tomorrow night, I'm going to fucking nick that. And I, um, yeah. uh, by the way, this is just a complete story. Um, and I never did any of this in case Argos, um, Mr. Argos is listening. And I uh, I fucking put, I, I like, over the course of the night, I was putting trolleys around the compactor trolley and I'd spotted where all the security cameras were and it was a case of basically this is like oh, Ocean's it was 11. fucking brilliant mate it was absolutely brilliant and I had to I made sure the great Argos it was the great Argos it was the great Argos heist and you know putting all those trolleys around it and blocking the, the cameras filled of you and then I still had to to get to it like I had to get really low and crawl around I'd left just enough room to crawl around and then like like get my hand in the cage and manage to I think what I'd done is I'd loosened the cage as well on one of my other trips and that so I could just about get it through one of the gaps this is literally like sure I was shame. shitting myself like but also mm. it was a real buzz as well yeah, and I got it out. No wonder you got into snowboarding. How are you going to replicate that kind I of rush? I just funnily think that you know, correct me if I'm wrong, that um, I will. I think Point Break might have been based on. I watched <laughs> that last night. Really? Did you? Watched it last night. So rubbish. Still so rubbish, but brilliant. <laughs> I think it's based on me, do Nick and that. Well, yeah. Um, pre- prematurely based on me, obviously, because I think it came out before I yeah. it. It would have been around the same time. Yeah. And um, yeah. no, it wouldn't have been. What am I talking about? This was like two thousand. This is about two thousand nineteen ninety nine. So I got it out. I can't actually remember how I got it back into the, into the changing room. I imagine probably quite a simple. In your probably up my arsehole. But in I kept it in the yeah. it was did I nick the packaging as well? I don't think no, I didn't. I think I got it out of the box and got the cables out. And headphones. headphones, obviously. And then just got that got that under my shirt or something. And even when yeah. I'd gone to work that day I wore really tight boxers. Oh. Because that was gonna be my exit strategy. Because what they tend to do is like as you go out, you have to go through a security thing. And then they like, you know, they will check your bags. And I thought, I've not seen anyone ever get their dick touched. <laughs> like going, so mm. I figured that's how it's coming out. It's coming out down the front of my pants because it's quite small. And uh, yeah, that's that's what I did, mate. And oh, what, what a, a fucking rush, mate. Oh, I, had to, I think I even had to have the charger down my pants as well. <laughs> 
but fucking, I got it. I got it out. There's plenty of room down there. What a real, uh, and then to have, and then to have a Sony mini disc. And I used to play uh, Limp Biscuit quite. That was my Limp Biscuit era. So I had Limp Biscuit on there, Incubus. Um, I probably most played song was Counterfeit by Limp Biscuit. Um, that's nice. a banger, actually, to be fair, of a song. And uh, yeah, there we go. That's that's my mini disc story, and loved it. The height of technology. So mine was mine yes. was the Walkman. So I had uh, the first Walkman I had was um, a red Walkman that was um, a Dixon's own, and their brand was called Seishou. Right, that was Dixon's. Um, right. Dixon's was Seishou. Curry's was Matsui. Right, I did not know and, that. Uh, yeah, so I had a Seishou red Walkman that literally had stop, fast yeah. forward, and play, yeah, and that yeah, was yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, the headphones with like the orange foam yeah. on them. Yeah, uh, and and I remember just thinking, this is this is brilliant. I can move around now with music. Um, but then I upgraded yeah. uh, one Christmas. I got a yellow oh, Philips Walkman Philips. that had that had three graphic uh, equalizers on it. Oh, and I was my like, god. oh my god, I can I can just crank the bass up. But like you, that was all great. But then I got the Iowa oh, Walkman. Fuck and all of a sudden, I had these headphones that were oh, in ear, but they went over your head as well, and they folded oh, up. What? And like, I'd open them up. I, I got them out of Tandy, and then I'd plug them into me Iowa Walkman. Ooh, mate, what a fucking oh. time to be alive! And and at that point, I reckon it was about eighty-eight, and I was just starting college yeah. and finishing yeah, yeah. school. I was finishing yeah. school, starting college, and. It was around the time of like all the Teddy Riley stuff, so um, it would have been lots of kind of. I'll just tell you exactly what I was listening yeah. to. Fight oh, the Power had just Lord. dropped, so I'd, I'd be listening to Public Enemy a lot. Three Feet I'm Rising yeah. had just come out, so I was listening to De La Soul, and then I was also, you know, smashing stuff like the yeah. Pet Shop Boys and Depeche Mode and stuff like that. And yeah, that Walkman went everywhere with me, and and I've Mate. still got it, and. Uh, and the only reason I've still got it is I can. It's the only thing I've got that I can still listen to my old band demos on. <laughs> oh, that's so cute, man! <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah, the, the Walkman. So, what's your number one? Uh, my number one is the thing that had the most hype when I was younger, which was a Sony PlayStation. Um, so I had okay. a um, Master System, which was like looking into the future when I got it. Played it around my rich, obviously my rich uncle's house. With my cousin who had everything, my cousin's bedroom was was bigger than my flat, my first flat I bought. Like when I think about it, it was in the loft of the mansion house that they had, and it was the cool. When I used to go around there, it was the coolest fucking time. He had a samurai sword, that he had a oh fucking samurai my. sword that we stuck through a sofa. And, you know, we went and made our own chocolate one night. Like, we fr- melted chocolate down and froze it in the freezer. We just had the best fucking time. James was super cool. And um, he was a little bit of a bully. And mum always worried about that because I couldn't really see it. Um, but he was a little bit spiteful. He's a lovely guy. He's like, he's had a complete personality change by, like, by his teens. It's so mad, James. He's so quiet and nice. Anyway, Master System. Then I've got a SNES. And I was excited about that, but there was by that point I'd had a taste for computer game consoles and that. So by the time the mm. big new release came out, which was the PlayStation versus the Sega Saturn, 
Oh my god, I was like 14, I think, 15, and there was just such like hype around what one was going to be the best. It was on a CD. You looked at the controller and it looked like the fucking Starship Enterprise. And I just, when I got hold of that, and like there was demo demo games, and you could walk a like 3D T Rex around or a 3D Manta Ray, and you'd be like, fuck me, that's in three dimensions. It looks insane. And it had games like Destruction Derby, and there was another one which was like, not like Tekken, it was called, oh, I can't remember. But, and that was in 3D too. And then you had Wipeout, and Wipeout obviously had um, had a soundtrack that had Orbital on it. That's where I discovered Left Field, it's where I discovered Orbital and Chemical Brothers. It kind of was the thing that got me into dance music. Mate, I was just the fucking absolute future. And uh, yeah, I just absolutely loved it. There's just just too much love for that console so yeah um yeah my nerd in me had to go with sony playstation mate well you you know i'm not a gamer uh but you know i had a i had a commodore 64 and and i had a philips vc 2000 which was like uh their kind of take on on the atari console i think when it come out um, which was pretty rubbish, if I remember rightly. But um, I think if I had to reference anything gadget-wise from gaming, the Quick Shot joystick oh, when that come out, yeah. the fact it had yeah. suckers on it, and it, you know, and it just like it had triggers, and it was like holy shit, that that blew my mind. The, I, m- the, I remember seeing that joystick. down in Liberties in uh, Basildon, like, and there's a, there was a computer yeah. game store in there, and they had all those fancy yeah. joysticks, and you'd look at it just thinking, fucking hell, I wish I could afford one of them. Yeah. Imagine that, yeah, unbelievable. My number one, uh, never had one. My nan had one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, Sibian. Can still get them yeah. today. Um, the teas made. <laughs> right. Um, the teas made, mate, like the thought that you go to bed because the teas made was like a, a hefty gadget. Like, um, yeah, are you familiar yeah, yeah. With I'm just having, made, I've got to have a look at a picture. Of I know what it's all about, I know the, know the score. So, a couple of yeah. cups, and uh, and then generally it'd have like a clock built in, yeah, there, I imagine, yeah, like yeah. an alarm clock, like, but it wouldn't have been a digital clock, it would have yeah. been like a you know, yeah. your traditional yeah. kind of uh, handy clock, uh, and uh. It would also have, uh, have, have possibly had a radio built into it. Uh, and some of them also had like a little light that would pull up from behind. So you had like a bedside light as well. What more do you need by the side of your bed? I mean, I'm not being funny. You say it put you off your stroke finding that vibrator <laughs> under that woman's pillow uh, when you was making love. The thought of being in a similar situation and looking left and just seeing a tease <laughs> made, I'd be like... Look, I'm gonna to have to stop for a minute because this thing, I, I really, I just want to brew. Uh, and so the concept behind the teas made was, um, for those that aren't aware of it, was I imagine when you, you you set your alarm to wake you up in the morning, when you would wake up, you've literally got a piping hot cup of tea that's been made as almost like it witchcraft, is. like been been made, and it's yeah, sitting there by the side yeah. of your bed. Wonder how they came now, up with a name for it as well yeah um it would have been a pretty impressive uh marketing meeting but the one thing that um i'm really confused at with the um uh the the, the, the teas made milk do you put the milk in there the night before would it go off by the morning or would it have to be powdered milk i yeah. don't know that's i suppose long life milk might get you through it 
But yeah. that was always yeah, my yeah. thing. Like, would it be a bit, like, would the milk be a bit jank yeah. by the time you get there? Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, uh, is it, it's going to have to be long life milk. Unless it's got, like, I, I don't know if, like, the top models these days have a little fridge in there. I mean, like, you know, the sky's the limit with technology. If you can fucking fly to the moon with your phone, you can probably, yeah. you can, they probably put a fridge in a tease made now. I don't know if they, they go that far. I just looked at a picture. One of the companies that made the tease made was called Goblin. Which is just the strangest name for it. But the other thing is about the tease made. Do you not think the tease made is like the epitome of like? Do you remember Gremlins and his dad was always making gadgets, and he had like yeah. you know the morning mate, and it was like you had your toothbrush in there, your shaver, it'd give you tooth your toothpaste and your cream. The tease made's like the ultimate gadget that like your your fucking whack job dad could create, I reckon, at home in their basement. It's like, no, I'm gonna make I'm gonna get this to work. And uh, it became a reality for someone. Became a reality, mate. Where will we go next? Oh, I told you. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast.